Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of... Whatever news! In today's episode, we've got some stories to talk about. In case you aren't subscribed, you definitely should do so. Subscribe down there, hit the bell to get all notifications. That way you'll always be notified and get the Forever news. Definitely subscribe, hit that bell, and enjoy. Okay, people, so for starters, we got a big announcement regarding the future of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure anime with a big event coming. We'll talk about it. We got Shonen Jump author comments, the most recent ones. We're going to dive into that. We got a Dr. Stone popularity poll incoming. We got a couple of pieces of Jujutsu Kaisen news regarding uh, the producer of the anime, if I'm not mistaken, having problems with Megumi as a character and also something regarding Gojo, so we're going to talk about that. We got a little bit of info on a Star Wars anime, uh, an update on the Seven Deadly Sins movie sales, a big announcement regarding the Baki series getting another anime, uh, Tokyo Revengers getting the cover of Weekly Shonen Magazine. We got a big announcement regarding manga sales being at an all-time high. Demon Slayer Zenitsu VA, um, very unfortunate news regarding what happened with him. Uh, Demon Slayer Season 2 announcements, Demon Slayer spin-off art, so a shit ton of Demon Slayer stuff to go through. We got Netflix giving us something good that I'm really excited for. They uh, kind of got the rights to something that I was hoping they'd get the rights to. I wonder if they watched that episode of Forever News and we're like, yeah, uh, you know, anime fans are gonna want to watch this. Let's do it. So we'll talk about that. Interesting story regarding Pokemon Go and Afghanistan. Uh, Black Clover whipping ass, baby. Whipping ass. We're gonna talk about this one. And also, apparently, an axed series and Shonen Jump is outselling a series that is current in the magazine right now. Wild stuff. Full Metal Alchemist we got a couple of pieces of news for that one. Um, Big big story. A lot of drama regarding Mappa Studios and Chainsaw Man. We're gonna talk about it. We talked briefly about a piece of that news beforehand but there's a massive update with Mappa uh, trying to do uh, and you know cover from a PR nightmare and yeah we're gonna get into it. Uh, One Piece worldwide popularity doing great as well as One Piece Odyssey. We'll talk about that. What that is. Uh, Fortnite's of the Apocalypse, a little bit of an update on the manga, a Sword Art Online movie release date, and an article regarding sequels and how they happen and why they don't happen. And yeah, we got a packed house of stories, so without further ado, let's jump into another exciting episode of Whatever News! The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. We don't bore you, we get into it. Let's do it. No matter how you Okay, people, so first up on the docket, big news for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the anime, Stone Ocean in particular, according to this, it says, there will be a special online event happening on August 8th. It will be filled with updates that you guys have been wondering, and it will be free to watch on Warner Brothers Japan anime channel, and there will be English sub options as well, so this is going to be very, very freaking huge, and it's going to be updates with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure in particular, again, regarding Stone Ocean, and um, I am so freaking excited. I absolutely love JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, uh, and I can't freaking wait. I'm just like thrilled through the moon. So, um, August 8th, 
yeah, you, you, you know where to expect to see me at, or at the very least where I'm gonna be at. I'm gonna be watching this event with those English subtitles on, because I gotta know what's going on with JoJo, when can we expect it, and all that jazz, which I'm imagining this is going to give us some type of idea, but yeah, big event, August 8th, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Moving forward, let's take a look at the latest Shonen Jump author comments. We got a few we're gonna talk about today. For starters, we got Boichi from Dr. Stone. Lately, Inagaki-sensei's power of expression has seriously evolved even more than before. I can't keep up, and Boichi is the artist, and Inagaki is the author, so he's talking about what uh, Inagaki has been presenting him to draw, which is pretty dope. Uh, Hajime Komodo, Marshall, he said, I'm getting negative comments about my above-knee length shorts, but I'm not gonna stop wearing them, and I ain't shaving my legs, yo. Alright, man. <laughs> you you go with your bad self. Um, I wanted to throw this one in there. I don't know if I'll cover this every week, but Koji Miura, blue box author, said, I have nothing to write for the author comments. Please help. Does anyone have a question? Yo, fam, you can say anything. Like, these authors be saying anything. Like, you can say, I farted and, and put that in every week. Like, anything you want to say, have a blast with it. Yuto Suzuki from Sakamoto Days said, I'm so happy my manga appeared in Roboco, which I enjoy every week. Thank you so much. It really feels like Roboco is slowly starting to somewhat take the place of Gintama. I, again, I keep saying it, but the parodies and everything is nuts. Yoshifumi Tozuka from Undead Unluck. I wanted to learn about Five Star Story, so I watched the anime movie and it was totally amazing. Not too familiar with that, so I'm not sure what he's referring to. Yuki Kawaguchi, the Hunter's Guild Red Hood, said, Thank you so much, Horikoshi Sensei, referring to the author of My Hero Academia. You've helped me so much. I'll do my best. That chapter two, though, I'm not going to review it every week for now because it's a fresh series, but first couple chapters, I'm really liking Red Hood, fam. Y'all saw that first video. I'll put a lot of y'all on. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, H.O. Oda created One Piece. Currently doing a campaign to thank everyone. Thanks for having me and Jump. And thanks for reading the manga. That feels very humble. And that feels also very, like, could mean anything. It could just mean that Oda wanted to say thank you. Could be that there's some, you know, One Piece is going to end at some given point. Who knows when, though. But, um... Thank you, Oda, for <laughs> writing one of the greatest shonen stories of all time. Thank you. Uh, Yuki Tabata, author Black Clover, said, I got a Father's Day gift for my wife and daughter. People call this feeling moved. Yay. Why does that sound so robotic? Like, he doesn't understand feelings. Like, what the hell? And yeah, people, those were the comments we're going to cover for this week's Shonen Jump author comments. Always an interesting treat to get. Like, I, I, I've i started more so to make this a staple in Forever News just because it's really interesting to get a little bit of insight into these authors outside of the occasional big interview and things like that. And yeah, you can see if some of them are quirky, some of them are funny, some of them, what they're going through in life with these each and every week author comments. And also, I know a lot of you guys have told me you really like them, especially the weekly Shonen Magazine ones. But yeah, we'll do Jump too. Next up, we got the results for the Dr. Stone 4th Annual Popularity Poll. Uh, it's from 20 to 1. We'll go straight through. 20, Chelsea. 19, Yuzuriha. 18, Mozu. 17, Joel. 16, Byakuya. 15, Ginro. 14, Fran Franco Francos? I, I don't know how to pronounce that name, forgive me. Uh, 13, Kinro. Uh, 12, Suika. 11, Taiju. 10, Hyoga. 9, Zeno. 8, Stanley. 7, Chrome. 6, Kohaku. Still doing the damn thing. Uh, 5, Sukasa, hey, that anime must have boosted him up because, yeah, I, I don't know what's been going on in the manga, but I could imagine it's been a little bit since we've seen him, right? I, I, I don't know. Uh, number four, Ukyo. Three, Ryusui. Two, Senku. One, Gen. Wow, Gen number one. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, shout outs to these uh, character popularity polls. Gives us an insight on what, at the very least, Japan is feeling like regarding these characters. But I thought Senku would have been number one. I am shocked. But that's telling on the popularity of the characters in Dr. Stone. Next up, we got two pieces of Jujutsu Kaisen news. For starters, Jujutsu Kaisen exhibit unveils Gojo Life Science statue. Jujutsu Kaisen is one of the biggest series in anime these days. And its power is hard to deny. With its sales at an all-time high right now, Jujutsu Kaisen is ready to take on a huge art exhibit 
that will hype up fans. And now we've gotten a look at part of the exhibition and its life-size take on Gojo. Holy shit, the Gojo life-size statue looks really good. Yeah, wow. That's actually a life-size statue? That's crazy. And yeah, even some of the exhibition is nuts. Like, holy shit, I, I wish I could see that, man. Japan, they get all the good shit. We don't. We, we just get to look at it through our phones and shit. They get all the good shit. Uh, the Jujutsu Kaisen statue is massive and it shows Gojo sitting in a gnarly ink chair made of goo. The sorcerer is shown sitting with one leg curled into his chest while the other hangs down. As always, Gojo is dressed sharply in his black costume and is shown with one hand pulling out his eye mask. This is why fans can see his crystal blue eyes in the statue and Gojo's white silver hair only complements the look. Yeah, <laughs> it looks freaking awesome. But the second piece of Jujutsu Kaisen news is uh, regarding a problem that one of the producers on Jujutsu Kaisen had with Megumi's character and it sounds a little bit silly from what I read but uh, Jujutsu Kaisen producer reveals the hilarious problem behind Megumi's domain expansion scene. Jujutsu Kaisen's producer opened up about the hilariously unexpected problem with the debut of Megumi Fushiguro's domain expansion in the anime. The first season of the anime was such a huge hit with fans that sales of Gege Akutami's original manga had skyrocketed. Of course we know this already, we talk about this every week. And this was even more so towards the end of the first season. The final arc of the season saw Yuji Itadori, Nobara Kugisaki, and Megumi taking on their own strong opponents and Megumi's fight resulted in a huge power boost as he unlocked his strongest move yet, his own version of the domain expansion. But as producer behind the anime, Keisuke Sashimo revealed during the special Jujutsu Kaisen panel held during Studio Mappa's 10th anniversary celebration, the team behind the anime were conflicted about depicting Megumi with an ugly face since he's normally such a cool looking person even in the midst of fights. They even had to assign someone with the explicit purpose of making him ugly in that moment. That's hilarious. But yeah, it seems as though they had an issue of toning down the coolness of Megumi from Jujutsu Kaisen. Wow. <laughs> okay, next up, let's talk about something that the internet was going on fire for the last couple days regarding a Star Wars anime coming to fruition. Let's read. Star Wars Visions Anime Anthology reveals studio lineup and a new preview. Following up on its announcement back in December, the Star Wars Visions Anime Anthology is back in the spotlight thanks to today's Anime Expo light panel. So this happened during Anime Expo's light panels. Uh, the panel kicked off with a flurry of participating studios, adding up to a very impressive lineup of talent. We got Star Wars Visions premiering on September 22nd on Disney+. Plus. Uh, studios taking part in the collection along with their respective shorts include. So this is going to be a collective of different shorts of different studios, you know, anime producing studios that are going to be taking part doing like, I'm imagining small stories that are taking place inside the Star Wars verse. And just looking at a lot of this is like, yo, this is going to look wild. Some of this stuff, especially the character design, there's a shit ton of really good looking stuff. But yeah, a lot of people are really, really hype about this. I think it's going to be pretty cool. And honestly, I haven't been excited for Star Wars in a minute. I'm one of those people that I really like the original trilogy. I didn't give much of a chance with the newer films. Um, I'm not the biggest fan, but I kind of somewhat have a soft spot for the prequels. But yeah, this Star Wars anime kind of got me excited. So I'll definitely give it a watch at the very least. It might be good. And it's short story, so why the hell not? Next up, let's talk some Seven Deadly Sins because recently the film that they were talking about for a while now, hyping it up, has been released in theaters. And apparently it came in at number three at the box office. It says, Japan box office, The Seven Deadly Sins Cursed by Light makes its third place debut. The Seven Deadly Sins Cursed by Light, the latest and final installment of the anime franchise inspired by Nakaba Suzuki's The Seven Deadly Sins manga series was finally released in 217 theaters across Japan on July 2nd and earned 122 million yen which is about 1.1 million dollars on 98,000 admissions in its first three days becoming the third top grossing film of the weekend. The three-day gross was 62% of the two-day gross of the previous film uh, The Seven Deadly Sins The Movie Prisoners of the Sky released in August 2018 and ended its domestic run with 5.8 million dollars. Based on the opening week's results, the second film's final box office performance in Japan is likely to settle around 300 to 400 million yen, um, which, hey, that's not too bad, considering the Seven Deadly Sins, they have done a 
number, an absolute number on its rotation ever since what was it, like two seasons ago now where the animation and art took a nosedive massively because it got brought in by Studio Dean and then Studio Dean was outsourcing it to other companies and stuff and we had that gloriously <laughs> infamous fight at this point between Meliodas and Escanor. Ever since that point, it's been like no return and yeah, to even do that good of like, hey, you're placing third in the opening weekend. It's like, hey, you know, Seven Deadly Sins took a massive hit in terms of popularity. So yeah, I'm actually happy for it that it did that well and i loved the seven deadly sins i think the anime and a lot of the approach that they took with it between making it a netflix exclusive and all that really hurt it i feel like the seven deadly sins could have competed with a lot of the top jump titles because before all this riffraff happened in the anime then people started turning on the manga and all that jazz like seven deadly sins was regarded as like yo this is a really good shonen this is people used to describe it as fairy tale done right and i used to absolutely love it and i used to review the chapters weekly and it was it was awesome like it had a lot of hype and shit so the anime unfortunately drove it to this point where it's still pretty good you know third place opening weekend but it would have been so much bigger and grandiose so if it wasn't for yeah the studio switch from a1 to dean and yeah but i'm still gonna watch this film when it hits netflix so yeah speaking of netflix i need that other 12 so i can finish that season i'm just saying moving forward we got a little bit of baki news baki son of ogre anime adaptation will be on air from this fall on netflix which i'm not sure if that was running already in japan or if this is going to be a new anime that's coming to netflix but everybody from what i hear loved the baki anime that was like a netflix exclusive that came out a couple of years ago so if you like some baki you're gonna have more baki baki son of ogre and the anime adaptation will be on netflix which i've been meaning to get into like i saw a lot of the original baki baki the grappler the what is it like early 2000s late 90s something like that anime and i really enjoyed it for what it was um maybe i might actually go through finish that up first and then jump into the netflix one and then eventually this one so i'm a ways off from this but i remember really enjoying um the baki anime and i think i saw it like on youtube uh, a while ago so yeah but um baki son of ogre netflix yeah just something i wanted to bring to you guys' attention that tokyo revengers by ken wakui is on the cover of the upcoming weekly shonen magazine issue number 32 uh, for 2021 and man i wish i had a copy of this magazine it has you know three of the main characters of course takamichi and them ken uh mikey and it looks flawless the colors and everything and shout out to tokyo revengers i'm always pushing the agenda tokyo revengers fam like looks freaking awesome next up a very interesting article regarding manga sales reaching an all-time high of According to this, it says manga sales reached all-time high in 2020. Media news website ICV2 reported on Friday that sales of print manga reached an all-time high in 2020, according to its print manga sales analysis, based on information from NPD, Bookscan, Diamond Comic Distributors, Comic Hub, and other sources. Backlist manga and box sets factored strongly into the year's sales, and ICV2 attributed that demand to increased anime streaming during the new virus disease situation, leading to increased manga purchases. This new peak passes the previous record, which was set in 2007. Following that year, a steep decline occurred between 2008 and 2012. Ironically, that was the years that uh, Toonami was off air. Just saying, uh, I'm just saying, uh, due to several factors, including a global financial crisis. Oh yeah, that was also the, the recession. Bankruptcy of the Borders bookstore. Oh my God, I'll never forget how Borders got me. I bought like 20 or 30 volumes of One Piece at full retail price and then they went out of business and 
we're doing like 50% off and yeah. Oh! That shit still hurts. A decline in anime on North American television and a smaller backlist of previously unaired anime in North America. ICV2 reported in April that NPD Bookscans report for the first quarter of 2021 showed a 29% increase in overall print book sales in the United States. The highest volume of print book sales in the first quarter since NPD Bookscan began tracking book sales in 2004. In particular, the report showed a large growth in the category of graphic novels up 4 million from first quarter 2020 with manga accounting for 80% of the growth in that category. The vice president publishing sales at Viz Media, Kevin Hamrick, previously stated in an interview with ICV2 that Viz saw a 70% growth in the U.S. market for 2020 in line with a 43% increase in overall manga sales in the United States in 2020 despite the pandemic. Hamrick followed up with ICV2 regarding his comment from a previous interview that sales of first manga volumes and box sets increased during the pandemic saying that the company had sold out and had to reprint all of its box sets, particularly those manga that have anime adaptations. He cited Haikyuu and Jujutsu Kaisen as notable examples, adding that the latter has seen the same trajectory as Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba's manga. Uh, we did report on that a few months ago, I want to say now. And that's crazy that 2020 was the biggest year for manga since, what, 2007 and the biggest recorded increase since it began tracking in 2004. That is nuts. <laughs> and to be honest with you, just keeping it a billion with you guys, since I started this channel, my main objective for the longest time was to put anime and manga on the map i'm not saying hey this is all because of me don't get it twisted by any means i'm not a narcissist or anything like that but i will say that it feels like mission accomplished it feels like you know the fact that anime and manga is socially acceptable now like you go into stores and people are just talking about it and people are wearing the shirts and people are you know on social media all over the place like that is really really awesome and i feel like we achieved something i feel like that goal that i set way back when i first started this and one of the things was i just wanted to do youtube to find people to talk about anime and manga with because i didn't know nobody around me that was into this or even knew what the heck it was we achieved that <laughs> and this is another prime example like that goal is done we did it i guess it's time for the next journey right okay next up let's talk a little bit of demon slayer we got a few pieces of news for starters something very unfortunate because demon slayer zenitsu va hiroshimono tested positive for kobito 19 if you don't know about the way i pronounce it it is what it is but y'all know what it is y'all see the article the website for hiroshimono's agency i'm enterprise reported on friday that the demon slayer star who also voices Khan an attack on titan and dobby in my hero academia this man's a legend among other roles had tested positive and was undergoing treatment in accordance with his local health center and health authorities shimono had taken a pcr test on july 2nd at a hospital which came back positive the agency noted that the close contacts are currently under investigation and since the announcement on july 2nd there have been no updates from the agency in regards to close contacts we wish shimono a speedy recovery absolutely that is horrible hope he's good hope his family is good and all that jazz terrible to here terrible terrible next up we got some more demon slayer apparently demon slayer season 2 tv anime announcement to come on july 13th get ready demon slayer kimetsu fans because more information on the second season will be coming next week via aniplex youtube's channel and abima tv the official demon slayer twitter announced today that the special title kimetsu tv new information announcement special will broadcast on july 13th at 9 p.m japan time so that will probably be like 5 a.m for us on july 13th and feature the voice actors for time and Tengen Uzui, the sound Hashida, and the main focus of the upcoming arc, which I mean 5 p.m. EST or 5 a.m. EST. Just wanted to throw that out. And did I say EST? I don't know. 5 a.m. EST, July 13th. We should have all the info. And though the second season of Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba will see the gang travel to Tokyo's infamous Yoshiwara district to help out the second Hashida on his mission. And uh, yeah, we already got a subtitled trailer of it and all that jazz. So look forward to some more announcements, probably an exact date for it, I'm imagining, and also maybe another trailer teaser 
and maybe an episode count or something i don't know but yeah so we got that and then we just got a little bit more insight into the demon slayer comedy gag spinoff a kimetsu gaku and spinoff serialization by natsuki hogami and special illustration by koyoharu gotoge in issue number 31 and it's just giving us a little bit of like a look at the art from the spinoff and looks kind of cool for the most part i might read the first chapter to see what it's all about but it's an sd series i said it before i'll say it again i really am not all that interested but if you are for this you know comedy spinoff of demon slayer there you go there is the character designs and a little bit of an illustration from the original author okay next up i am very very glad to announce this one because i said it in the episode that i talked about it on a forever news that this shonen jump reality tv show is something that i really want to watch and i hope somebody subtitles it it's basically a reality show that's going to follow around up and coming mangaka or a potential mangaka in like a competition to get basically like a deal to get published and an anime and all that stuff well according to this netflix to stream anime of shonen jump plus reality shows winning manga globally well according to this the stakes are very very high because not only are they gonna get published they're gonna get some money thousands of dollars and all that stuff well according to this it says that netflix is pretty much signed on board to air globally that anime adaptation that they get from the winner so whoever wins that show is going to get their series on netflix which it's a good and a bad because hey we've seen a lot of these netflix adaptations not really being the best but according to this netflix announced on friday that it will exclusively stream the eventual anime adaptation of the winning manga from the million tag shonen jump plus's battle audition show for discovering the next star manga creator worldwide the show's winning manga creator will also receive a prize of 5 million yen about 45 thousand dollars the opportunity to serialize their manga on shonen jump plus and a compiled book volume of that manga uh, netflix anime producer kohei obata will serve as a guest judge in the final challenge of the show in its final episode and again it'll be an eight episode program which initially i thought this article was saying that uh, it was going to stream that actual reality show on netflix with like subtitles i hope that still happens like <laughs> i really want to actually see the reality show like it'll be cool and all that jazz like yeah get your anime adaptation and get it on netflix all that stuff want to actually see the competition that sounds interesting that sounds exciting so yeah fingers crossed for that but at the very least we know that the stakes are really really high for this reality show next up very very odd hilarious weird all of that jazz story regarding pokemon go and afghanistan a u.s troop withdrawal from afghanistan leaves pokemon go digital remains as of friday u.s troops have pulled out of the military base of bagram airfield in afghanistan in their wake they leave a trail of pokemon in the pokemon go smartphone game u.s military news outlet stars and stripes reported that the game was popular among people stationed at bagram however as u.s withdrawal from the base progressed stars and stripes found that various low-level pokemon have been defending gym locations for a longer period of time than normal why are they tracking pokemon at a, at a what <laughs> um, a lotad was stationed at the former warrior chapel for 10 days while an aaron spent around two weeks defending a memorial to a fallen service member servicemen recalled using the game as a means to socialize and relieve stress during deployment the gyms were frequently visited by troops contractors and civilians in the past several years um this is so weird <laughs> like yo i get it because they probably went through you know they not probably they went through some shit obviously if there's you know memorializing people
people and all that stuff but it's really weird that why are they keeping track of like you know why are the army or the navy or you know the, these troops in general like keeping track of the pokemon and pokemon go at their base like i don't know is that part of their strategy or something john stutter who was deployed at the base in 2019 as a captain said that he would like to return one day to reclaim the gems if the situation in afghanistan improves remarking that i'm sure somewhere in afghanistan some kid is bragging about how he took control of an american pokemon gym it's not an american pokemon gym um it's an afghanistan pokemon gym just saying uh bagram airfield was the largest military base in afghanistan serving as a hub for american air operations its closure marks a symbolic end to america's involvement in the 20-year war in afghanistan as the military continues to wind down its operations in the region afghan security forces have taken control of the airfield and yeah i don't know what to make of that story i'm not even gonna lie reading that i'm like so y'all were keeping track of the pokemon gyms and I, like it, it's one thing to do it as like hey we're all having fun we're playing pokemon go but y'all sound like y'all were really knee deep in this shit like hey i mean hey if it got the soldiers through a horrible nightmare then by all means go ahead but it's just seems like they took this very very serious and also that whole comment of like taking over like no that's a gym over there it's their gym okay people so next up we gotta talk about it we gotta talk about it because um it's very very interesting there's two pieces of story within this story because the shonen jump latest rankings of the latest volumes that just came out are in the rankings not the sales the sales we'll probably talk about in the next episode because the sales numbers aren't in yet but we got the rankings and um well for starters let's talk about the most thing that i want to talk about i'm sure a lot of you guys want to know black clover has been leading the charge in the latest release of volumes it is at number four uh the next one over is elusive samurai which is very interesting at number 33 what i want to say that's its first volume then undead unlock with its latest volume at 69 that's not great at all which i want to say again this is on its third day for all of these ones maybe i'm off on that but i'm pretty sure it's on third day yozakuro family 70 phantom seer 110 um me and roboco 183 and then all the way 445 a gravity boys so after a gravity boy a gravity boys and on we're not even gonna look into that because that's like whoa that's way down there but for starters black clover leading the charge and i mean I'll, I'll throw the argument there that out of all of these it's the only one that is like a veteran so it's to be expected like you better whip their asses like if elusive samurai is kicking your ass or even undead unlock we have issues here fam <laughs> you know what i'm saying like even if masha was in this bunch i would have said like masha shouldn't be beating you so there's that but shout outs to black clover number four very very big feet and it, i want to say maintained like that position I, I think it's been rocking between like three and four which i'm hoping i said it before and i'll say it again i'm hoping for 100k plus sales we'll see what it does but 100k plus with the anime ending that would be really really good so uh, i'm looking forward to those numbers and just big congrats to black clover leading the charge in this release of jump volumes um elusive samurai that's pretty good 33 i'm wondering what the sales are gonna look like but that's good undead unluck 69 that is not good that is not good. I don't know what the sales are like, so we'll see, but that doesn't look good. Yozakuro Family 70, that doesn't look good either. But here's the weird thing. Phantom Seer has been canceled now for a couple months, and with this volume four, which I want to say might be the final volume, it is at 110, while Roboco, me and Roboco, the new Gintama of Shonen Jump, parroting Jujutsu Kaisen at that, is at 183. So a canceled manga, Phantom Seer, is beating out a currently serialized manga and shonen jump me and roboco i get it they're two different genres one is a lesser you know popular one comedy and stuff like that but that is strange and that's also ironic and that's just kind of like maybe that is one of the reasons why they said okay let's try putting phantom seer with a special chapter in shonen jump plus see what that does i wouldn't be surprised if phantom seer returns if it is kicking me and roboco's ass and they're pushing me and roboco me and roboco has been doing parodies of all these series to get their fandoms to check it out they had the jujutsu kaisen parody all of that jazz phantom seer might actually return 
return. I feel like it's going to return. If that Shonen Jump Plus chapter does well numbers wise and people are really tuning in, that might return because it's kicking a serialized manga's ass. And yeah, they're both what? They're both on their volume four. So how is the canceled one outdoing the serialized? I'm just saying. And again, I know two different genres, but that's something to note. And either way, shout outs to all the manga that did well. I'm a little concerning on that Undead Unluck because I really want Undead Unluck to pop. I really like it. But 69, we'll see what the sales are looking like once we get those numbers. But again, shout outs to all them and Black Clover leading the charge. Number four, baby. Let's get that 100k. Come on, 100k. Next up, we got a couple of pieces of Full Metal Alchemist news. For starters, Full Metal Alchemist by Hiromu Arakawa has 80 million copies in circulation worldwide. I'd expect nothing less. Full Metal, classic series, classic anime, classic manga, 80 million. I hope within the next decade it gets that last 20 and could be 100 million. It deserves it. It deserves the accolades for sure. Um, So 80 million on that. But then, remember I told you guys in a, a recent episode of Forever News that there's some big Full Metal Alchemist news coming down the pipeline. Well, according to this, it says there will be a Full Metal Alchemist focused YouTube live stream on July 12th with new announcements. They opened a 20th anniversary website too. And a reminder, a new Full Metal Alchemist project will be revealed in an upcoming Shonen Gangan magazine issue in August 2021 out on the same day. So this could very well be something huge. Now, again, some people have been saying that don't forget that they were talking about doing a Full Metal Alchemist webtoon, but that's already been announced. So I don't know if they're going to do a big live stream to announce, hey, something that we already announced, the webtoon is coming. It's, it's, I guess they might say it's here, but I don't know. For a 20th anniversary, that doesn't sound great. I think a movie would be fine. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't want a sequel manga. I think it'll just mess it all up at this point because Full Metal was so perfect. But another film like The Sacred Star, Milos or something like that, I'd be okay with it. But yeah, I don't know what the heck they're going to be able to do with the 20th anniversary anniversary website curious what you guys think but um full metal alchemist big news coming okay next up now there's been a lot of drama with studio mappa and it's a shame because y'all know they've been they've been killing it and uh, with all the great anime they've been bringing forth the high level of animation and everything like in terms of their high quality they've been bar none some of the best out there but um, a lot of drama has been coming forth like just recently now it's been revealed that there was an animator that did which we'll read it in this article like a promotional piece which I want to say could potentially be that Chainsaw Man PV that we all went crazy he animated it put it together and got paid like two dollars literally two dollars for that PV which that's nuts but let's read the article and we'll dive into it because it seems like MAPPA is trying to do a you know a, a cleanup so to speak of PR because they're looking really bad right now in the light of the way they're treating their workers. MAPPA's new studio Annex will improve the workplace environment. Photos of MAPPA's new studio Annex building were publicly released on architecture photo on Monday. According to the architects the desk materials and the open space of the lounge were designed with quote unquote the intention to improve the workplace environment. The lack of skilled animators has been worsening lately the notes explain one of the various causes is because skilled people in the anime and games industry have instead been going to china which is in a good economic position in order to secure the skilled talent the workplace environment has to improve to that end we focused on using wood with warmth for desks and creating an open space lounge where people can refresh themselves in the future we are thinking of gathering the annex studios for this production company into one big site along with the chuo line we will create an animator's village brimming with nature and a Establish it alongside a shop and cafe that fans can also visit. So basically like a bunch of anime studios into one big museum where fans could go look at them and they could live there like that's what that sounds what ryu nakayama who is directing the chainsaw man animated at mappa retweeted we are making chainsaw man here it's close to the station and convenience stores and its interior is nice as well if you're a young and motivated digital animator i encourage you to work with us if you've got the interest depending on whether we're able to prepare things for them i'm thinking of proactively reaching out to students newcomers and people without experience yet in the future so if you're interested by all means reach out 
out. The news has come amid recent concerns of poor working conditions at MAPPA, including last week, animator Ipe Ichi claimed that animators were being offered bottom rates on production of a Netflix anime made at MAPPA, saying that a producer on the project suggested to pay 3,800 yen per cut, about $34. We talked about that. And then another animator claimed to have been paid 250 yen, $2 for in-between animation at a subcontracting studio, which I want to say they said Bones did that one, but it was like contracted by MAPPA, the company that recently made a viral PV. That was Chainsaw Man. <laughs> they commented that the work was extra demanding because it was for a film project that required a high degree of polish but that wasn't a film project so maybe it wasn't chainsaw man i don't know but either way two dollars in may a freelance animator tweeted that they left mappa due to the factory like conditions yeah we reported on that mappa you trying to clean it and at the same time do more damage you trying to make a museum like if they're they're clowns like if they're animals or some shit like not the wave honestly i could see and this is how probably a lot of these studios and we don't know the ins and outs of the business with these people right we just know that shit is really bad and they're slaving these people they're turning them into slaves the mappa slave factory at this particular point we don't know but this could very well be why people left madhouse studios why madhouse is no longer madhouse it could be that they left there to come to mappa and then mappa did the same thing and this is also probably why i've been hearing for a while now rumblings of like china's making a big impact with animation and stuff because they're like yo if they got the bread over there sayonara i'm going to china now like that's probably what's happening and if that's the case mappa you're goofing you're gonna drop the ball and eventually we're not gonna be talking about mappa in five years the same way now we don't talk about madhouse anymore we talk about what madhouse was because Madhouse ain't really doing shit that anybody cares about. We will be talking about you the same if you don't stop. Like, you want to have shops and where fans can like, hey, look at the malnourished, dying Japanese man as he croaks over drawing. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, <laughs> this is horrible. $2 for anime. Like, no, nobody can live off $2. I don't give a fuck if it was $2 a cut and it was five hundred cut. Like, $2. Like, this is outrageous. Outrageous. Don't get me wrong. I'm a big fan of their stuff and it's like a, a rock and a hard place because I do want to support these projects so that we could get more. I do want to support it so that these animators that do want to be there can continue to work. But we got to figure something out or the industry got to figure something out. Something got to, the, the union has to come. Something has to because what they're, they're, they're trying to take it to another level. They're trying to have you just live your life drawing for them. For that, get some fucking robots. Remember, I, I don't know how many people have been following me. It was like maybe five years back, four years back. I talked about that they were having robots that they were trying to get to animate shit and Miyazaki said like it hurt his soul how disgusted he was about it go get them Mappa go get those robots because these are real life people flesh and blood you're, you're slaving them this is slavery stop it moving forward let's talk a little bit of good news about one piece worldwide because i seen an article where it was talking about how one piece is not only in japan that it's been the monster that it is and of course it's been a little bit on a decline everybody knows it by now but people underestimate how much one piece is exploding in popularity in other countries and how much it's contributing to the overall success and sales of the series glenot france just reported over 570,000 sold copies in two months in 2021 an increase of 115 percent compared to 2020 these are very impressive numbers if this trend would continue we're looking at 3.5 million sold in france alone for 2021 there are a lot of reasons why it's gaining so much traction but one of the main ones we want to focus on is the publishing the french volume number 98 released only three months after its japanese counterpart compared to the english release which takes around 10 in addition you have the option to buy your volumes in a different version with a beautiful wooden cover yeah they're giving them the work holy shit so basically france like just looking at these notes doing potentially 3.5 million in a year and they did 
did half a million in two months. Like, again, don't get me wrong. One Piece does like 1.5 in, you know, a week or two or whatever. But like, that is very, very impressive. And One Piece, I have no doubt in my mind, is going to be the highest selling comic of all time. Not just manga. It is going to pass. I want to say it's either Batman or Superman. It's going to pass them uh, here soon. Because if it's doing like that in France alone, then you add Japan. Then you add the little sales from like the US. And you add Italy and Mexico and all the like. One Piece to the moon. One Piece to number one. Really, really cool stuff to hear. Considering we're always hearing bad stuff about like One Piece is sliding. Well, here's some good news about it worldwide. And even more good news about One Piece. Because according to this, it says, It would appear Shueisha and Bandai Namco have registered the One Piece Odyssey trademark. It is still unknown what this project may be. And there's nothing announced or teased about it. So take all this information with a grain of salt. But One Piece Odyssey has been a trademark. I'm going to guess that it's either going to be a video game or a movie. And I'm leaning 70 to 30 with 70 being in the favor of it being the next film one piece odyssey that's my theory i don't know for sure i don't have facts but maybe that's what they're going with maybe that's going to be the next one piece film with what the hell could that be about either way i'm, I'm hyped for it i'm hyped if it's a movie i am hyped for it if it's a video game i'm still hyped for it because i, I love like the muso games are great the fighting games that they did burning blood was pretty cool but yeah hopefully this is the next film because i don't know i heard a lot of backlash about the last one but i really liked it with bullet and shit like that stampede that shit was cool i, I could go for another one piece film it's already about that time it's been a couple years okay next up we got an update on the Seven Deadly Sin sequel, Four Nights of the Apocalypse. According to this, it says, The Seven Deadly Sin sequel manga series, Moku Shiroku no Yonkishi by Nakaba Suzuki will be on break this week in the upcoming weekly Shonen Magazine issue 32, the year of 2021. The series will resume next week in issue number 33. So it's going on a break for a week, which give these people a break. They go through a lot and I'm not even gonna lie, with Nakaba Suzuki, I, I worry about that guy. I remember years ago, he had to take months off because he had some health issues while writing The Seven Deadly Sins. And then, you know, you hear about him drinking and stuff now he's taking a break take a break relax try to get your shit together don't worry about it um, fans can wait. We can always wait when it comes to your health. Absolutely. Okay, people, moving forward, we got an update on the Sword Art Online film that's supposed to be coming. It says, Sword Art Online, the movie Progressive Aria of a Starlit Night sets October release date in Japan. Aniplex Online Fest 2021 Sword Art Online talk show event reflected on the past 10 years of the franchise, which that's nuts to think that Sword Art been around for 10 years already, but also gave us a look into the future with a new key visual and release date for Sword Art Online Progressive Aria of a Starlit Night. The film is now set to release in Japanese theaters on October 30th with a US release information of coming soon and we got a new poster which I'm, I'm looking forward to it I ain't gonna lie especially considering it's supposed to be like what going back to Aincrad if I'm not mistaken I'll take a look I, I don't know if I'll watch it to be honest with you I'm so far beyond I'm only like I've seen the first two SAOs I haven't seen anything after SAO 2 so I got a little bit of catching up to do but I don't think you need to have watched those to watch Progressive because again it's going back to the beginning if I'm not mistaken but yeah for fans of SAO you want to watch the, the film it will be coming eventually at the very least we know October Japan maybe by the end of the year or early next year we'll get uh, the SAO movie okay people and last story of the episode an anime producer explains the business of green lighting sequels anime producer Masuo Ueda answered these questions and more when he appeared on Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Diamonds Unbreakable and Knights of the Zodiac Saint Seiya character designer Terumi Nishi's YouTube channel in a video posted last Friday the video has English subtitles Ueda explained that when it comes to anime adaptations a sequel can't be created without the the permission of the original creator but it's better for fans to contact anime production companies over publishers companies are perfectly receptive to letters and emails submitted through their online forms as long as they aren't disruptive to the business companies are also increasingly using social media for market research and to gauge interest although this can sometimes backfire yes it can he also mentioned that although sequels are almost impossible to greenlight if the previous anime did not make a profit certain titles and brands can be rebooted later when the market demographics have changed he brought up fate stay night 
right? As an example of a series that wasn't a massive financial success with its original anime adaptation, but later became a lot more successful thanks to a new anime. Although he is no longer involved with Sunrise, Ueda expressed his personal hope that the City Hunter Shinjuku Private Eyes anime film will get a sequel. From his understanding, the film made a profit and he would like to see the production committee give back to the fans once more. And yeah, so it seems as though it's more so up to the companies and not really the publishers. I mean, at the end of the day, the publishers give the final word, but if the companies see like, yo, we made a profit and obviously the publishers are going to be like, okay, I want to make more. Why not? So it seems as though if you want to get without the toxic stuff, if you want to get a sequel to something, your best bet is, of course, support it legally. Make sure you watch it on the legal sites. Make sure, you know, if, you, if you're into buying anime on Blu-ray, DVD, whatever, you go do that. But also contact the companies very respectfully um, and, and say, hey, you know, um, MAPA, even though MAPA, I don't know if you want to contact them right now. But like Bones, whoever, um, we want more. We love this series. Please make more. Something like that. And I'm sure it'll give a little bit more of an idea if enough people like, oh shit, y'all want more of this? We'll make more. So whatever that sequel you've been dying for, go tell the companies that hey i want more again respectfully and i'm not sending anybody to do anything but that's the best way to get a sequel according to this guy and yeah people those are the stories we have for today's episode i'm very curious what you guys think the jojo's bizarre adventure event coming up what are your expectations for that the shonen jump author comments the dr stone popularity poll jujutsu kaisen the gojo statue alongside with the problems with megumi the star wars anime seven deadly sins movie sales baki son of ogre anime tokyo revengers cover on the weekly shonen magazine cover uh manga sales at an all-time high the three demon slayer stories including zanitsu's va being unfortunately sick we wish him the best uh season two announcement and the spinoff art netflix grabbing that a shonen jump reality show winners anime adaptation rights afghanistan's pokemon go weird story black clover topping the jump sales and phantom seer even though it's axed outdoing me and roboco a uh, full metal alchemist two pieces of news in the big live stream event uh mappa's new chainsaw man studio and everything that's going on with their drama one piece doing better worldwide a uh, one piece odyssey four nights of the apocalypse is break sort of online movie released and the trick to getting more sequels of your favorite shows and your thoughts on any of the stories we covered in today's episode but that's all i have for this one thanks for watching hope you enjoyed if you liked anything i had to say or enjoyed the video drop me a like i'd greatly appreciate it and if you want more from me make sure to subscribe follow me on twitter instagram hit that bell to get all notifications and if you want to follow any of my other social media links are in the description below i'm from the world and as always people have an awesome day and remember the golden rule anime and manga for life boy have an awesome day peace and you guys just watched another episode of Whatever News! Have an awesome day.